Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk No Fun the Jen Kirkman podcast episode 35 for September 21st. Ah, so much to talk about today. Another death due to a gender reveal party. A lot of you have been sending me the information that Matthew McConaughey, in fact, is not a laid back person. A lot of you were sending me that thinking that, you know, I wouldn't be okay with this news or something. <laughs> I'm not surprised by this news. I, I actually didn't even really think too much um, that he was laid back. That well, I'll get into it as as the uh, episode goes on. And then an article I read about psychological terms that we're all misusing, like attachment styles, boundaries, gaslighting, and some listener email. Somebody wants advice on. What if they took a quick trip to New York? What would they do in a weekend? So, but let's start here. You know, I will talk about bad customer service from time to time, but when the customer service person is a teenager, I'm not going to talk too much shit because it's a teenager. Teenagers are awkward and nervous and probably undiagnosed. You know, they probably have all kinds of things that aren't being properly diagnosed that may affect how they act in public or something. I don't know. And, you know, they're learning. It's their first job. And by the way, I'm not hard to any customer service people in person. I think you know this about me. But I'll come here and complain and go, what is going on? You know, but teenagers, they get a pass. 
But I will say, I've been avoiding talking about what the problem is with some teenagers who are working a customer service job, like the story I'm about to tell is about a teenager who worked at a grocery store. If they don't know something, oh, this hurts me. I think I have to blame my fellow Generation Xers. That's right. Gen Xers have teenage kids now. That's the generation that has teenage kids. Maybe some older millennials who like got started right away with the kid having, but it's Gen X. (sighs) There's a lot of good things Gen X can take credit for. You know, politically active 18-year-olds and all kinds of things. But I think I know the issue. A Gen X parent had to do everything for themselves, right? I mean, not me. I'm the only Gen X person who was not a latchkey kid. Do you understand this? When I see these memes going around Instagram and Gen X people are saying, we were the last generation that played outside. There used to be a commercial. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? I mean, there really was a commercial on TV that said, it's 10 p.m. Do you do you know where your children are? And that was your cue to go, oh, yeah, where are my kids? And you open the door, kids, come on in. Not my parents. Not my parents were, were yeah, we know where our teenage daughter is. We're sitting on her. We're not allowing her to go out with her boyfriend. We're not allowing her to go out with her friends. My parents were so strict. When I was in high school, like 16 years old, every Saturday night, My friends, Terry and Brian, who, by the way, are still together. They're married. I'm saying that to just say these were, you know, not uh, drug addicts. You know, these were just like good kids. Good kids. Now they're good adults. I don't even mean that you're a good person if you're married. God, no. That's not what I mean. But I'm just saying they knew as teenagers, we want to get married and have kids someday. They were not a bad influence. And by the way, they had zero influence on me because I never dreamed of, of, of doing, uh, you know, having kids or, or getting married, even though I did end up getting married at one point. That's the fucking point. My parents were so strict that we'd all go to Terry and Brian's every Saturday night to watch Saturday Night Live, a late night show. When we'd get there a couple hours earlier, but at 11.30, you put it on and we'd all leave at one. And by we, I mean everyone else but me. My parents would pick me up at 11.45. And that was on nights when, woo, I was really allowed to stay out late, but mostly 11 o'clock was my curfew. And I'm like, I get it. I mean, on a school night, there's no curfew. There's just no going out. But people. It's it's Saturday Night Live. You know where we are. We're just, there's six of us in a basement. You think we're having an orgy? I mean, it's literally six kids watching TV. But the thing is, my parents wanted to go to bed and there was no me being allowed to come home after they went to bed because then they couldn't smell my breath. I didn't drink. I truly didn't drink. I can't even give you a reason. It didn't dawn on me. I wasn't interested in drinking. 
It just didn't fucking dawn on me. I don't think I liked the taste of alcohol. I didn't even sit and dream, oh, you know, someday when I grow up, I'm going to have a drink in my hand. I didn't fantasize about martini glasses. You know, when you're a little kid and you look at adults doing, I, coffee was my thing. I started drinking coffee at age 14. That's all I wanted to do was drink coffee. Now, clearly I am an undiagnosed ADHD at this point because I'm craving coffee <laughs> at all hours of the day and night. But for me, it was coffee and cigarettes. And my parents knew that I smoked and they knew that I drank coffee. They didn't like that I smoked. But again, I, I you're coming home smelling like smoke in the 80s anyway, because smoking is allowed everywhere, indoors, as we know. Airplanes, airplanes even, okay? Were you smoking? No, I was just on a quick commuter flight from New York to Boston. But they wanted to make sure I got home. And if they were sleeping, they couldn't make sure I got home. And you might say, oh, Jen, isn't that so sweet? But it wasn't really about making sure I got home. It was making sure I didn't do it. They wanted to look me in the eye. What did you do? We can see in your eyes if you had sex. By the way, if I'd had sex, I would have had to have it in front of all my friends. That, that wasn't happening. Even if you had a boyfriend, You sat there with him and your friends, and y'all watched TV. It wasn't like, oh, this is my boyfriend. I guess we have to be having sex every second. And again, it was, I just wanted to watch Saturday Night Live. That's all I wanted to do. So I would go home. I would watch it on the phone. On, now, again, this is 1989, 90, 91. I'm on the landline watching it. At the same time, listening to my friends who just put the phone in the middle of the room off the hook for 90 minutes. And, you know, would listen to them having a good time. Oh, that, oh that's a good one. Oh, Dana Carvey's really funny. <laughs> so anyway, when I see all these Gen X memes, oh, we we're latchkey kids, not me. My dad's job was on the property that we lived on. He worked outside, so he's home all day long. And his day started at 6 a.m. and ended at 3. He's home when I get home from school. Again, you might say, Jen, isn't that beautiful? And I say, yes, I am glad that I didn't have this, you know, stressed out commuter dad. And totally, there's great things about it. My mom was a stay-at-home mom until I was about 12. And then guess where she got a job? At the school I went to. So... Oh, my parents had eyes on me at all times, this latch key. I wanted a key so badly. The way other kids want a car, I wanted a key. I dreamt of a key. Can I have a key to the house? Just in case, I don't know, one of your keys doesn't work. Can I just have a key to the house even though I'll never need it because y'all are always home? Can I just have a key? No, I couldn't even have a key <laughs> to my own home because they're like, you'll never need it. And you're going to lose it. And then someone's going to break in. Well, not break in. Someone's just going to let themselves in with the key that you lose. That was the, the reason I couldn't have anything. Can I have this? No, you're going to lose it. Well, now that you've just manifested it for me, of course I'm going to lose it. But by the way, when you lose a key, you don't. it's not like your address is printed on it. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Or, you know, somebody finds a key and says, well, it belongs to someone in this town. I will go door to door until it opens. And then when it does, I will bludgeon everyone in that family. And I will leave a note that says, shouldn't have lost your key. And then the murderer is like, why would I leave a note? I just killed everybody. No one can read the note. I'm so stupid. Now the police can analyze my handwriting. But anyway. So not me, not a latchkey kid. But my whole point about Gen X is, in general, we had to figure out a lot of things by ourselves. So our brains were just a little bit wired differently. Now, I'm not saying we were smarter than kids today always on their phones. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that Gen X Just, I don't know, you kind of had more interaction with objects. Does that make sense? Because you didn't have a phone in your hand your whole life and, and, and you just kind of knew what weird things were, even if you didn't use them, you know? I didn't sew. I knew what a thimble was. Uh, you had encyclopedias, not, not Google. So I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but you just kind of... There was also this just like a little touch more because of that. I'm not going to say more common sense than people today, but I, I can't explain it. But it's just a I'm just in the same way that probably someone from the 1800s, although they would know nothing about all of the things I know about now, you know, emotionally and even scientifically, there was this um, maybe a sense of like, how to do things better, like physically, tactically with your hands. You know, if they saw the way that I try to get wrinkles out of a shirt, they would be horrified. Someone from the 1800s or the way I try to clean something. You know, they're banging things on rocks and I'm just spraying OxyClean on something and letting it sit in my laundry basket for a week and then give up on it. So I, I'm just, there's just different skill sets that different generations have had, have had to have. So, you know, if I wanted to know what a song was and I, I heard it on the radio and I didn't know the name, I'd have to hum a bar or two and go to the local record store and like sing it for the guy there. I'm not even kidding. You know, these just like extra engagement with the world. You kind of, uh, along the way, knew about things and objects that really didn't pertain to you and nothing was catered to us. I'm not saying that's good or bad, just what it was. But we also had to do a lot of shit ourselves, even if you had overprotective parents like me. 
you know, at the same time that my parents were overprotective, they were not helicopter parents. They did not get involved in my school projects. When I came home and said, I have to make um, a diagram of the first Thanksgiving, but it has to be 3D, my parents were like, good luck with that. I don't know what, no idea. I don't know, you need me to take you to CVS? We'll get some Elmer's glue and poster board, figure it out from there. And I did, and mine was terrible. You know, I didn't have parents who took Girl Scout cookies to the office to sell for me. I had to knock on all the angry old ladies' doors up and down the street. Why do they make you kids sell these? I was napping. You know, there was this figure it out DIY thing to a Gen X childhood. And I think that because of that, Gen X parents don't necessarily remember that this generation that they're raising has a different brain in a way. They have had access to a lot of things on their phone. A lot of shit's been curated directly for their entertainment. They can filter out what they don't need to see, what they don't want to see. They're not watching reruns of their parents' shows in the living room. You know, it just these little tiny things that I can't explain how it affects us, but I know it does. And so I think Gen X parents are used to the way they were raised, which is no one really pulled you aside and said, hey, this is this, this is that. So if you did end up knowing what a thimble was or a lint roller, it wasn't because someone sat you down and taught you. You just kind of observed because you had nothing else to do because you didn't have a phone in your hand. You know, it's like that kind of is what I'm saying. And I think Gen X parents having been left on their own their whole life, are kind of doing that to their own kids, but they're doing that to kids in a different world. The kids have a lot to do and a lot to look at that's curated to them. So they're not sitting at home bored going, let me just look at the objects that are kind of around my mother's sewing kit and that set of encyclopedias no one looks at. Oh, she's got a thimble. She's got a lint roller. Okay, well... That killed five minutes. Let me go outside for six hours. You know, so Gen X, you got to realize that you can't raise kids today the way you were raised by just going, they'll figure it out. They may not figure it out because they don't need to necessarily figure things out. So you got to kind of sit your kids down talk about the important things, you know, teach them about safe sex, teach them about not being a bully teach them how to be good with their finances. And then you're going to be like, here are some objects. This is a lint roller. You work at a grocery store now. This is what a lint roller is. It is a device that's sticky and you roll it up and down on your clothes and it removes anything from cat hair to unsightly, I don't know, sparkles, dust, anything. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. 
Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. I say that because I went to grocery store. I was in Massachusetts. My sister has cats. I was doing some cleaning and I wanted a lint roller so I could clean some cat hair off something and some of my clothes. So I'm at the grocery store just doing some shopping and I have no idea where the lint roller would be. I went through the laundry aisle before you think, well, you're not, you don't know anything is either. And I didn't see it. And I thought maybe they have it in some other place. So I see this teenage boy who works there and I said, hey, do you work here? And he said, yes. I said, could you tell me where you keep lint rollers? And he looked in a panic and he said, no. And I said, um, I'm, I'm so sorry, do you have lint rollers? And he said, uh, I guess not. And I said, okay, um, I just want to be clear. Do you not know what they are? Or you're saying you do have them normally, but they're not in stock or you know what they are, but you don't carry them. Cause that's three different things he could answer. And he said, yeah, it's basically the first one. And then I couldn't remember what the first one was. I said, so you don't, I said, a lint roller is, and then I explained to him and he said, oh, I've never seen one. And I said, oh, okay. And at that point, I don't know if he's ever seen one in life. He's never seen one at the store. I don't know. And the guys, this is a, like a completely upper middle class suburban neighborhood. I don't want to hear any of your emails. Not everybody's rich and sees lint rollers. Like, Don't get all Twitter on me. You know what I mean? You should know what one. If it worked in a grocery store. But the thing is, he's probably been up and down the aisle a million times in his lint rollers. But he's just like, I don't know what that is. It doesn't compute. I've had a phone in my hand. My parents told me nothing. So this one I'm saying. like, And then parents, Gen Xers, because you have left your kids to fend for themselves in a world that doesn't necessarily make them fend for themselves in the little ways like that, now you've got to teach them how to answer adults when they ask them questions. You've got to say oh, I'm sorry, and don't be afraid. Say, I don't know what that is. Could you tell me? See, Gen Xers, you, I'm afraid you're not raising your kids, if that makes any sense. I'm, I'm afraid that you've become your parents where it's just like, oh, do you know where your kids are? Like the commercial should be, do you know your kids don't know what a lint roller is? That should be the new commercial. So I want to just say that when we look at teenagers and go like, why don't they know this? I think we got to point the finger back at ourselves, back at Gen X. But I did your job for you, Gen X parents. I taught this teenage boy what a lint roller was. And I hope he's better off for it. I went and asked an older person that worked there where they are, and she took me right to them. And I didn't even tell on the young boy. I didn't even say, you know, that kid didn't know what, I'm, what am I going like, to make his life hard for? And I hope he never needs a lint roller. I hope all of his clothes always remain lint-free.
Someday he will need one. Anyway, it pained me to criticize Generation X, but I am starting to interact with your children out in the world and I'm seeing, I'm seeing some holes in the parenting, in your Swiss cheese parenting. So please, Generation X, sit your kids down, hold up some objects, ask them if they know what they are, and get back to me. I want everyone in Gen X to teach their teenager about a few objects and say, do you know what this is? And then go further and say, are you interested in knowing why or why not? And if someone asked you if you knew what this was, would you just stare at them or would you answer? Because we can't just stare at people when they ask us questions. I know I've been ignoring you because my parents ignored me, but I'm going to now teach you, you do have to answer people when they ask you questions because it looks kind of weird. And I'm sorry, I'm a Gen X parent. I've got good values in a lot of ways, but I forgot that I can't just ignore you until a commercial comes on. All right. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, hop on over to my Patreon. Click the link in the show notes, patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman. You will get a seven-day free trial. Oh, I would just encourage you to join it. It's a great way to support me, support the show. I've been on strike for four months, haven't worked, and this thing isn't ending. So, whew, why don't you join it? And you can always cancel when the strike ends. How about that? All right, do your part for society, and I'll see you over there if you are a subscriber right now.